The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Is it time to get your e-tags? That's the subject on the forum at 8 today. You can give us a call on 0891 104208, SMS 34701, email us at amlive at safm.co.za, Facebook, or tweet me at amlive on SAFM. Well, yesterday, the Supreme Court of Appeal in Bloemfontein dismissing the opposition to Urban Tolling Alliance's appeal in its e-toll challenge. That was against Sanral, the South African National Road Agencies Limited. On Monday, the Transport Minister, Dupoe Peter said ETOLs would then be implemented by the end of the year. We've got Alta on the line to speak to us on this. Government's going to be joining us shortly. It's spokesperson for the Department of Transport, Tiani Rokotso, on his way to speak to us. And uh, we've got an educator from the University of Johannesburg, Professor Harry Prinslow, uh, from the Department of Transport Studies, Supply Chain Management, and a researcher on public policy, Nompumalelo Ranji. To my guests, I say good afternoon, well, good morning, and uh, thank you for joining us on the program today. Unfortunately, we don't have Sanral on the show. They said they would only talk to us if they were the only panelist on the show. Uh, they're saying their policy does not allow them to debate with Outer on this platform. Uh, the Road Agency Limited's uh, spokesperson, Vusi Muna, did tell us this. He says they are ready to start implementing e-tolling. The system is ready. Uh, we're supposed to uh, go live with the system two years ago or start tolling two years ago. We couldn't because they interdicted us. So from 2011 to date, the system is in life. We've been doing tests, which is one positive thing um, with this uh, litigation. It has afforded us an opportunity to test, to run uh, the system, run a couple of tests. So we were very ready, both administratively and technically. That was uh, Vusi Mona, Sanral's spokesperson. Let's get to our guest then. Wayne Dubinage, thanks for joining us uh, from Outer. I- is it time to buy our e-tags? No, not at all. <laughs> um, look, we just want to say as well that the interdict was set aside a year ago and they haven't been able to launch because the regulatory framework wasn't right. So, I mean, that's a false statement to make that they've been ready all along. If you do not have the regulatory environment ready, you're not ready to launch. Well, they told us that they only need about two weeks before e-tolling could go live. So what what are they lying about here? Well, they're ready to launch a number of times. Okay, we're having a problem with your line, Wayne Divinesh. We'll, we'll come back to you. We'll give you a call back. But let's uh, speak to our other guests. We've got uh, Professor Harry Prinsler joining us on the line and uh, Nompumeleno Ranji, at, an independent researcher at the public and a public policy analyst. As I said, uh, the spokesperson for the Department of Transport, Tiani Rokotsa, joining us in a short while on the program. Uh, Professor Prinsler, if, if I can start with you, uh, the, the money borrowed by Sanwell, I guess, is the biggest concern. They borrowed 20 billion rand. It now needs to be paid back. So we, we really have an obligation to buy these e-tags, don't we? Well, that, uh, the money wasn't borrowed uh, by the individual members of the population. It was borrowed by the state uh, to supply the specific infrastructure. But the fact of the matter is that money, if it doesn't come from any other source, any other uh, tax, because you can really see the e-toll as a tax. It's a a user pay tax that uh, if it doesn't come from there, the state will have to find the money from somewhere else from some of the other taxes which are being paid into the coffers of the state. That's the reality. Uh, uh, Even if we say the state must supply, uh, the state must supply the infrastructure, the money must come from somewhere. So it is a government 
finance decision as to where and from what source they are going to fund this. The, the government had made the choice that it will be through as a user tax system, which is e-tolling. Well, and, they, and they're now saying, Ruth Bengu is saying in, in Parliament that this was a, a policy put forward by Nelson Mandela do, during his era. I think they called it the, the Masakane uh, policy. And, of course, uh, it was a user pay principle. Those who use the road should pay for it. Uh, Ms. Runji joining us on the line as well. It, it's, it's a question of politics here, isn't it? It, it may be popular, uh, unpopular rather, and perhaps I mean unfair, but not illegal. Yeah, it's not illegal. And uh, on the issue of whether or not uh, we are obliged to buy e-tags, we're not ob- obliged to buy e-tags. However, we are obliged to uh, abide by the law, and this has now become law. Um, another thing that is uh, at issue here is, you know, the government is expected to be responsive to the public voice. Right, uh, to respect the will of the people. And here there seems to be a distinction between what government has seen to be in the public interest and what the people themselves in Gauteng have seen to be against their own interests. Uh, so there, there are many issues here at play, and it does become then a political matter as well. Well, as you say, obliged by law, we're abide, obliged to abide by the law, and, and regardless of, of what those laws are, we put this government into place. Wayne yes. Duvenage, uh, mm. how, how do we not abide by the law? You, you want us to be uh, acting as criminals? Well, no, not necessarily. Um, it is not law to get an ETA. That must be stated very clearly. You do not have to buy an ETA. You can pay manually through a manual process. It costs more, but you exercise your rights to do so. And a lot more. It, it, and well, a lot it, more. It's going to cost us, uh, according to Sanroll, around 75 per kilometer instead of yeah. uh, what they're saying is uh, around 50 cents, I think. Yeah, look, the standard rate is, is not um, six times the ETA rate. It's double that. But there's a lot of complications and technicalities there. All we're saying, and then we will announce this in our press statement at 11 o'clock today, there were, uh, um, in that Supreme Court judgment, issues relating to the unjust, unjust policy and the legality and matters which have not been dealt with by the courts has been quite surprising. So, um, you know, this matter is by far not over, just because the, this is one issue that ARTA has brought the public uprising has been there before Arthur's case, and it will continue. If you want to enforce an unjust policy, that's one thing. But unless you get the commitment and the buy-in of society, it fails to work. We've seen that during the apartheid days. We see it today in tolling systems around the world. And this one is not going to escape any of those unintended consequences if they force the issue against the will of the people. Let's open up the lines. Give us a call now. 0891104208. Is it time to buy your e-tags? 0891104208. I have this SMS that comes in from Bonga in KZN. He says, I don't stay in Joburg, but if I were, I would never buy an e-tag for a project that had non-existent public consultation. Motorists already pay taxes and levies. Well, he makes a point there, but, uh, you know, not staying in Joburg, does it matter if you stay in Joburg or not? Mr. Duvenage? Well, you, 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 I mean, if you traverse these roads, you have to um, pay. If you only traverse once a month, there's a day fare, which you can go uh, off to uh, some centre and get their day passes. Uh, if you travel more than once a day, you have to, um, well, just pay the, pay the fees. So it's, it's this cumbersome process of, of, of paying. You must remember there are a lot of people that aren't connected in the, in the townships 
not on, on, on email, not on the, on, on the internet, um, that are now forced to onerously go into call centers to get their information. They have to check their bills for claimed number plates. And all of these onerous conditions are now placed upon society, which makes it unworkable because ultimately this is not a user pay system, by the way. It is an owner pay system, which brings along with it huge administrative burden. And we're going back to the whole owner pay um, issue. The uh, Presidential Commission on the Review of State and Entities recommended themselves that social infrastructure, including roads, should not be subject to user pay, but rather to normal taxation. Mrs. Arunji joining us on the line as well. What do you think of this, uh, Mr. Dumanage saying there that we're not obliged by law to buy, buy e-tags? Yes, we're not obliged by law to buy e-tags. Um, but when you, re- when you use the road, you have an obligation to pay for what you use since, we, since the government has adopted this user pays system or what Mr. Juvenage is saying is calling an owner use mm. system. There are ways within the law that citizens can avoid paying these toll fees. Of course, uh, there's been the uh, um, assertion that they could use alternative routes. Whether or not those alternative routes exist or whether they are in a good condition is another issue. Uh, the other, other ways to make use of alternative forms of transport, uh, we know that the taxis are exempt from these um, uh, fees and the buses as well. But then again, the, the question of the quality of that public transport and whether or not it can cater for uh, the number of people that require its use is another question as well. Um, but it is not, we are not obliged to buy e-tags, but we will, if we use the road, be obliged to pay that which, for what we have used based on the principle that the, the government has adopted. And uh, to be honest, how often do you see public transport on our highways? They have to pick up uh, their, their, you know, their passengers on, on generally the smaller roads because that's where they wait for them. Uh, 0891104208, we've got Damond on the line from Free State. Uh, Damond, good morning. Uh, good morning. Um, I'm a, a dairy farmer in the Free State, but I come up to Gauteng quite often. I think the new roads are fantastic. But... Uh, they have to be paid for, we all agree to that. But I think this method of e-tolling is the most idiotic and complicated way of doing it. Just look at the cost of the gangtries, the computers, the people involved having to collect the money. Just one example, um, a lot of people come up from Zimbabwe to Gauteng and buy a lot of food stuff and go back into Zimbabwe. Now, how are you going to send a, an account to that guy in Zimbabwe or or Botswana or something, or Mozambique? Coming? Those people will never be caught. They'll be riding for free. A far simpler and more logic manner would be to have a extra 10 cents on the fuel levy and ring fence this so that it goes through to paying for the roads. If they want the user pay principle, um, put an extra 10 cents on all the fuel pumps within 200 kilos of Gauteng. But the one thing is those better roads in Gauteng actually benefit the whole country. So I don't see why you could not have a fuel levy um, right around the country because it benefits me if my milk lorry, which comes from Johannesburg, can get you quicker on those roads. Um, so I reckon the whole country could pay for those, uh, the toll road. And you could have the oil companies could just every month say we send so many liters of fuel 
and they send those figures to, to five people sitting in an office with a good computer system. They'll be able to collect a whole lot of money, and all this money that we are wasting on the administration of the service would be saved. Damon, I think thanks. it's totally idiotic. Thank thanks, you. Thanks for your call, Damon, in the Free State. So clearly an issue that's national. It's not just an issue here in Gauteng. Uh, more SMSs coming in. This one from Matle saying, uh, As a foreigner, I feel South Africans are so used to toy-toying and getting things for free. Unions toy-toy for more money, but more, but poor productivity. Uh, communities toy-toy for service delivery, delivery, but do not pay for those services. Now Gauteng is one to ride on love roads for free. Why? Please travel the world and show me a country where they don't pay for byways and highways. Uh, Jay also says, uh, we are told e-tolls won't affect the poor. Trucks carry food for the poor too, so the poor will definitely be affected. Well, a, a lot of issues there, uh, Wayne. How would you respond? This is uh, unworkable according to, uh, to, to our caller, and why don't we use the fuel, fuel levy? Well, that's exactly our question and our point. Here's how ludicrous this, this process is. Had they added nine cents to the fuel levy back in 2006 when GFIP was mooted, and you add in the 5.7 billion treasury put into the project last year, we would have already raised the capital cost. No administration fees, and that's how easy it is. Already they raise over 40 billion rand a year, and this is a 2 billion rand a year project for 20 years. Harting is the breadbasket of South Africa. Uh, so much of the goods are transported through this uh, uh, region that the last caller was quite correct. These are South Africa's roads and not Gauteng's roads. We, this region, gives to the rest of society in South Africa over 300 additional billion rands per year from its 400 billion rand receipts to Treasury. So the fuel levy is the most equitable user-paid system. Every time you switch your car on and drive, you pay and contribute towards the roads. Why the government continues to fob this argument off? Is, you know, it's really is just crazy. Uh, they are ignoring the will of the people. Um, they, they're saying that there's this, this, this small outcry, of, 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 but it's not a big one. I mean, they must be on another planet if they believe that, uh, and, and that the fuel levy itself can just be ignored in the way that they have ignored it. Let's go back to the lines. We've got two more callers that have called in. Uh, Kwezi from PE and Dave in Midrand. Kwezi, good morning. Good, good morning, Tesh. And Tesh, I'm, I'm in PE, but I'm totally against this thing because we all know that Gauteng uh, is the economic hub of South Africa. We in Eastern Cape are also benefiting from that same economy from the Eastern Cape. And the main issue that I have is the cost of collection. We, we have heard, Toshan, uh, that 17% of the money that's going to be collected is going to go to some foreign company that's going to take a fund out of our country and invest it in some Sweden or wherever. And, there. and we also have the issue of, of, of public infrastructure uh, that it's not uh, public transport that's not adequate, Toshin, because people who would love to use public transport, it's not, it's not a day. The government is failing to provide us with public transport, but they are already rushing to do this. I think it's about time that we, we, we show this government who is the boss they are taking us for granted. Thank you very much. Thanks for calling in, Crazy. David Midrand. Good morning. Um, I have a question and would like clarity on this matter because we saw the road being upgraded few years to one or two years before the World Cup and the population knew that this being upgraded for the World Cup and it's not only in housing, it's in the whole country. I'm in the industry where I travel quite a lot around the country and using the road. This road which has been done almost in all the major routes or major roads in the country. But how come after the World Cup and we before the World Cup we didn't hear anything about it all when they started upgrading the roads. 
and all of the sudden, now that the roads are done, it's all, and we have to pay for it. And why only housing, not the rest of the the rest of the country? Thanks very much. Dave, thanks for your call. Yeah. Professor Prinsley, I, I want to bring you in on this as well because we've had you know, many callers saying, uh, and rather many SMSs also saying, that this is going to affect the poor. Sanral and the Department of Transport saying it's, it's not going to affect the poor because rich people are the ones who have cars and they're the ones who use the roads like highways and so they should pay for it. Yeah, it, uh, it, it will certainly have a, a, a ripple effect through the economy uh, of, of Gauteng. Uh, the whole of the economy of Gauteng. If a particular uh, part of, of that economy has higher costs, then obviously it needs to get income from somewhere to fund those costs. Uh, if, it is, if it is the shop owner that travels, and the shop owner, let's, uh, let's say it's the higher income group, the shop owner now has to pay more. Uh, the, the, the outflow of money for the, from the shop owner from his own personal pocket is going to be higher. So what does he do? To be able to, to maintain the same standard, then that, that individual has to get money from somewhere. And the, you, could, you could see the ripple effect then going through to all the different products which are being sold. So it will definitely have an effect right through the whole of the economy of Gauteng as a, as a specific region. I just want to touch on another issue also, which one of the callers had mentioned, and that's the issue of an individual living outside of Gauteng. It's similar like myself. I don't have kids. Uh, my kids are all through school. But in my general tax that I pay, my income tax that I pay annually, part of that money goes to fund schools. It's, uh, so it's, it, it's that principle. And it's really about that decision that the government had made to, to uh, use this specific uh, way of collecting the money. But I'm sure it will have an effect right through the economy of Gauteng. Uh, Mr. Dubinage, I know we have to let you go soon. You, you do have to get no, ready I'm fine. For I can hold on. I can stay online. Well, we'd, lo- we'd thank you for that because we, we'd love to have you on the show. Look, I, I mean, Dave's raised an interesting point here about the, the World Cup and, and, and Kwesi as well has raised an interesting question. Did, did E-Tolls kind of sneak up and, and, and bite us on the bumper here? I'm uh, sorry, you just said it last... You know, did did ETOLs kind of sneak up on us? Did we not notice yes. it during the World Cup? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, this notion that there was a fair and public, uh, meaningful public engagement, absolutely wrong. We we still maintain that it is illegal the way they have behaved. You know, to place one advert in six newspapers, and not only that, to hide them in the business section and the international business section, and, and, and then try and justify that you are trying to talk to the public... Uh, through that one advert and get seek comment over a 30-day period in, in August, I mean, sorry, in October 20, 2007, is, is, is just absurd. And then when you compare it to the advertising spend that is happening right now by Sanra, it just it doesn't make sense. Uh, and it shows how, how there's been an absolute lack of, of respect for the public on this matter. Those last two callers were absolutely spot on in their, in their assumptions of, of what's happening here. What I thought was interesting yesterday was uh, Parliament's Portfolio Committee, uh, Ruth Bengu, coming out and invoking the name of Nelson Mandela here, saying uh, that the user pay principle, Masakane, uh, was something that was brought by Nelson Mandela into the political sphere, the idea that if you use something, you should pay for it. Um, Ms. Runji, perhaps you know, the political implications of this have been wide-ranging, haven't they? And, and now Mandela's name being brought into it. Yes, they have been. We've seen uh, a lot of uh, outcry uh, against the ruling party for allowing the system to come up. 
We've seen uh, parties like the Democratic Alliance uh, use this as an opportunity to uh, score points against the ANC. We've seen the billboards that have gone up uh, uh, across the, the, the highways. Um, and this is indeed has become a political issue and will, will be used even in the build-up to the election as a, as a, as a campaigning issue. Uh, but whether or not uh, this will translate into a landslide uh, uh, victory for the opposition is, is not quite clear. Um, and and, and it, as important an issue as it is, some might say that it, it's, it's, it's really a minority uh, of, of, of voters that, that would necessarily take the, the um, uh, uh, stance that they would now vote against the ANC because of this e-tolling saga. Well, let's read more SMSs that have come in. Uh, this one, unsigned. E-tags are unaffordable. We're already taxed by means of petrol. Government must relook and stop corruption and unnecessary spending. Wilson says, where's the money from the licenses and the petrol levies? Uh, and another unsigned SMS, what about clearly marked alternative routes to navigate around the Gauteng area, especially for visitors from other provinces? A number of issues that we want to tackle with you. Um, Wayne Divinoche, again, thank you for staying with us from Outer and you, you are going to stay with us with the, for the rest of the show. And uh, that's going to be good because Tiani Rokotsu is going to be joining us, the spokesperson for the Department of Transport, in the next 10 or 15 minutes or so. He should be on his way to uh, speak to us on the show. Unfortunately, Sanral saying that they're not prepared to debate with you, Wayne, and uh, not prepared to be on the same platform as you. It's part of their policy now not to discuss these issues with you on air. don't know why. Well, look, um, it, it's you know this, this issue of politics and and how it's played into it. It, it really is you know the, the enemy of my enemy is my friend here because we've got the Freedom Front Plus, yeah. the, the EFF, uh, Kasatu, uh, so many players that would normally in the political space disagree with each other, actually wanting to join you. Well, that's exactly it. Um, a whole cross section of society. When you see business and labour combined on this issue, all political parties, barring the ANC. But by, 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 however, including the ANC, you sleep on us, uh, on our side, yeah. When you see the churches and religion, um, absolutely, we have not seen such an unprecedented cross-section of society gelled on one issue uh, since the apartheid era day. So there's no doubt that this is an impactful matter, and it is a, become a political matter. It will be argued in the political arena and in the electioneering space. We'll take more of your calls shortly. 0891104208. Send me your SMSs at 34701. Tweet or Facebook us at AM Live on SAFM or send me an email amlive at safm.co.za. Exactly 8.30. Good morning. Go back to me. Thank you, Darshan. Good morning. Former CEO of the National Youth Development Agency, Stephen Ngobeni, has vowed to challenge his dismissal in court. The agency's board dismissed him after it found evidence of financial misconduct against him through an independent disciplinary inquiry. And here's a wrap of this morning's top stories. Civil organizations against tolling on Gauteng's freeway say they remain committed to seeing the system scrapped. The opposition to Urban Tolling Alliance will today review its next step in its objective against e-tolling following its defeat in the Supreme Court of Appeal in Bloemfontein yesterday. The MTN Group says it's yet to study the details of Celsi's complaints against it and Vodacom. Celsi has lodged an antitrust complaint against the two. It has lodged the complaint with the Competition Commission over the rates MTN and Vodacom charge their own customers for calling users of other networks. The Forum at 8 on SAFM.
You're talking to us on Twitter and Facebook as well. Is it time to get your e-tags? Uh, official Tatuist tweets, the collection system needs to be reviewed. We pay more for the collection system than we do for repaying the 20 billion rand loan itself. Uh, no tolls one tweets. Uh, here is the answer. Buying an e-tag is like being a sellout. And Sipo Katrula says, how will it affect the poor? Because they don't drive. Let's not politicize this e-toll thing. On the line, we have uh, Tiani Rokotsu, who's joining us from uh, the Department of Transport spokesperson. Tiani, good morning. Good morning, Dishan. Good morning to your listeners. We're, I guess you'd agree there. This uh, is not a, uh, e-tolling is not going to affect the poor. We're, we're politicizing the debate. Most definitely, uh, because you know that cabinet has taken a decision over a year ago already that given the fact that a large proportion of people that would normally categorize as the poor in South Africa are people who utilize public transport, either our bus services and minibus taxis. So therefore, uh, by taking that decision to exempt them from paying, we have gone a long way to show that indeed we are a caring government uh, that has realized that uh, this um, responsibility of assisting government in funding our infrastructure could have a, a dire effect on those who are struggling to make ends meet. What about those struggling so to buy food, therefore, we take this decision that... Uh, Mr. Rikosa, what about those struggling to buy food? Trucks transport our food from the harbors to the city. They will be having to pay these e-tolls. Surely those, uh, those companies are going to push those costs onto the consumer. Isn't that going to affect the basic costs of food? What about food inflation? Well, each and every business that operates operates on the basis of uh, um, um, knowing that uh, there will be there will be um, certain factors that may come uh, along the way of their doing business, and taxation is one of those factors that people have to plan for. And uh, we do hope that uh, the kind of uh, people that you are referring to is people who are, have obviously been involved in the business of transportation of foods for quite some time. So, in their overheads, uh, they should affect uh, the. the the issue of some of the taxes that are associated with uh, using some of the infrastructure that we have on our road. These are pains of a growing economy. If we want to become the prosperous, the, the, the prosperous nation that we want to be, a nation that will be able to create jobs and be able to adequately uh, intervene where there are social challenges, we we'll need to uh, indeed uh, fast track the pace at which uh, uh, our economy is growing. Uh, introduce some of these uh, new innovative ways of doing things because indeed there are economic benefits uh, to uh, the upgrading of the uh, uh, road network in question. The very same trucks that you're referring to now are able to get their goods to your destinations much earlier than they, they would have done so four or five years ago when you only have two lanes going both the directions of Pretoria and Johannesburg. So we are saying that let's not be narrow-minded. Let's be focused and say that Indeed, with the addition of three more lanes on the Benskuman Highway, it means that there's a free flow of traffic. Goods are able to be delivered at their destinations much quicker than they would have four years ago. So there are other economic spin-offs to the upgrading of the roads, which should be able to assist in mitigating the costs that they would otherwise have incurred as a result of delays in delivering their goods. Professor Prinsloo, are you, are you buying that argument to teach this at UJ? What, would you tell your students to believe this? That uh, that shows you how how uh, uh, big this this issue is because you deal with a specific money which has been spent in a particular geographical area, but the responsibility is on the state in general. Uh, the state in general collects its, collects its taxes from 
from all over South Africa, and that decision is made. How are you going to uh, to recoup to recoup that investment? Uh, it, it will certainly have some benefits. But the, uh, the, uh, the, the our spokesman from the Department of Transport had said that it, it will it is it needs to be factored into the overhead costs. So it will be in overhead costs. It will be reflected in costs. Now, if costs are incurred, then you have to recover it from somewhere. So even if you do, uh, it, it, is a, it becomes a, a very involved calculation to calculate exactly how much benefit you are going to get and what the cost for that is. The, the, the general feeling, which is reflected by the population, is that it is too high. You have a, 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 another problem associated to this particular uh, set of, of roads. Uh, it's masses of vehicles utilizing those roads. So you cannot, like many other products, where it's much easier to collect the money. Let's take fuel, for instance. If you if you, refer, you refuse to pay the, the the money that is required, the price for the fuel, then you don't get the fuel. Uh, in this instance, uh, it, it, the roads have open access, and studies have been done worldwide that uh, where you use such masses of, of vehicles, the only way, if you go for a specific recovery on the user of that facility, you'd have to go to e-tolling. The only other alternative is to get the, to get the money from general tax somewhere. Wayne Duminage, what do you say to this? It, it works in Singapore, for example. Well, it doesn't work in other parts of the world. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it almost implies that we've built these roads in the past, these highways, and we've told them. No, we haven't. You know, the cost will be passed on to society. We've worked out that a uh, small fleet of two to 300 vehicles is going to be subjected to another uh, three to four million rands cost, which will be passed on to the consumers, to small businesses and medium-sized and large businesses. So there's no doubt the poor will be affected by this. Tiana Rikotso, one one of the big questions we're asking this morning is, is it should we be buying our e-tags? Is it time to buy our e-tags? And we're we're not obliged by law to buy them, says Arta and uh, and and Ms. Runji here, who's joining us as an independent public policy analyst. So why should we buy them by law? You can just find us and and make us pay if you can. Well, uh, the reason why we're encouraging people to get registered and get their e-check is so that they can have access to the benefits and discounts that are associated with one being in possession of an e-check. For instance, uh, the current um, uh, draft tariff for a light motor vehicle uh, to travel on the toll road network per, per kilometer is 30 cents for somebody who's in possession of, uh, of an e-check, but somebody who doesn't have one will have to pay 59 cents, so that's almost double this? the price itself. How will you find those who are just not buying the e-tags? Because many are saying it's just not workable. You we, can't we, make us pay uh, road traffic fines. How are you going to make us pay an e-toll? Is, is, uh, uh, as you have currently pointed out yourself, uh, buying an e-tag might not be a legal requirement, but uh, it's something that we encourage people uh, to, uh, to do simply because they will be able to pay half of what they would otherwise pay without the uh, uh, um, uh, uh, being in possession of any e-tech. So those who are calling on people not to buy e-techs are the ones who want to make people poorer. Because instead of a person paying 30 cents, that person will have to pay 59 cents. Coming to the question of how we will be able to uh, uh, get compliance on this. South Africa is a constitutional democracy. It's a, a nation of law-abiding citizens. South Africans uh, do understand that for us to have the stable democracy that we have, 
we need to respect the rules of the republic, the laws of the republic. And we do not believe for a moment that South Africans should, in October 2013, be encouraged to uh, disregard one law of the republic. And those who are doing so are people who do not have the best interests of our country at heart. They are leading us towards a regressive route, which will basically take us backwards as a nation. So we are encouraging people to save at least half of what they would otherwise pay without an e-tag by obtaining an e-tag. We are really banking on voluntary compliance. We do not want to find ourselves in a situation whereby we start threatening people with uh, arrest and all other measures. But you will know that in an instance where a law of the Republic is broken, there are indeed measures that we are going to pursue to ensure that we get the necessary compliance that we require. So we are really, really, really pleading with those who are calling on people to uh, engage in passive passive resistance uh, campaigns in uh, civil disobedience that they are not assisting. They are taking us backwards as a country, and it won't be long before actually people see through them that they are the ones who do not have the best interests of our country at heart. Mr. Rikosa, I've got this email that's just come in from Eckhart in PE. He says, in 2013, Sanwar received over 10 billion rand for its current operations, infrastructure development, 17,000 kilometers of national road managed by Sanwar with non-toll roads accounting for 83% of the network. The funding of non-toll roads presumably done on the basis of road usage, that is, the number of vehicles per kilometer per unit time. Toll roads should only be instituted in areas where there are not enough users to justify spending on the prescribed basis. So why then are there any toll roads in Gauteng? Are there not enough cars to justify spending on roads on the same basis as everywhere else in South Africa? The reality is that we are responding to multiple years of bad planning and underinvestment so far as our infrastructure is concerned. Those who at some stage were responsible for the kind of regional planning that you have, you didn't such a situation that one day we'll have about 3.5 million vehicles having to travel on the Benskuman Highway. So hence, therefore, we had to go out, in addition to what the fiscals can offer, to go out and use the name of the country as a guarantee to raise this 20 billion rand that we have raised so that we can be able to upgrade the road network in question in order to be able to accommodate the number of vehicles that are traveling on uh, the road network in question. So had there been enough planning in advance 20, 30, 40 years ago, we wouldn't be in this situation that we find ourselves in. So people should understand that this was a measure to try and deal with a problem that was not attended to over a long period of time. Indeed, there are benefits that have been accrued by motorists who live in Gauteng since the upgrading of the road network in question. I'll give you a practical example. I live in Johannesburg. I work in Pretoria. I travel on the toll road network in question on a day-to-day basis. It takes me half an hour between Johannesburg and anywhere up beyond Midland and Pretoria. This is contrary to what used to take me six, seven years ago when I lived in Pretoria and worked in Johannesburg. It used to take me at least two and a half to three hours to travel on the road network in question. So we are saying that there are indeed economic spin-offs that have come as a result of them upgrading of the freeway because now we, uh, we spend less time on the roads, uh, but also we need to come to uh, the fact that this is an infrastructure development project like any other project. Therefore, it means that there have been jobs that have been created. At least 20,000 uh, uh, jobs were created during the construction phase. Now, Sandal currently employs in excess of 1,300 employees at the operations center. These are permanent jobs. 
what are we saying about those people? Are we really saying that there have not been any economic benefits to uh, the work that has been done by Sandals? That cannot be correct. Let's I think we need to, to be realistic and we need to be fair and honest. Let's go back to the lines. Well, as we know, Sandra saying 15 minutes of extra sleep for you. Let's see if you're buying this out there. 0891104208. Uh, Eunice in Johannesburg, Claire in Joburg. Eunice, good morning. Uh, morning to you and your guests there. Uh, in my opinion, I think your official record so is contradicting himself. When he says, number one, he said that it's not going to affect the poor, and then he says that uh, companies need to factor in the cost thereof. So obviously that's a contradiction in terms. Let's, let's take a practical example, Darshan. Lenasia, for example, is going to be affected by the e-tolls, right? You have a fruit and veg distributor there. He has to go to the uh, market and buy his produce, come back, Obviously, he's going to add those costs in and he's going to sell it, and the man in the street has to pay the extra cost. So, clearly, that's a contradiction in terms. The second issue is, I want mm-hmm. Ricotta to answer this. How can a foreign company, Cups, from Austria, they're going to be netting almost a billion rand a year. Then government has the audacity to have big conferences and talk of the outflow of capital from this country. How can this company, and they've issued out a statement saying, they operate in a few countries that the South African operation is the most profitable for them in the world. Explain to me that. Thank Venus, you. Thanks for your call. Claire and George. Hi, Claire. Hi. Um, I wanted to uh, ask how safe is this um, with the ETOL? A friend of mine was um, suddenly summoned to pay a fine for speeding on the roads uh, between, uh, on the Caymans Road, and she was aghast because she had never uh, been. Uh, um, on that road at that particular time, so she went and uh, uh, the the uh, f- uh, f- photograph that was taken was not her car, but they had used her number plate. And so how accurate is uh, is the system of, yeah, of e-tolling? Exactly, and um, I worry also when you hear about these uh, huge bills that are sent for electricity in Joburg, what's to stop somebody screwing it up? Claire, and thanks for uh, your call. We, we hear you. How accurate is the system? Well, we paid millions for it, so hopefully it's very accurate. Uh, Ten to nine, let's take a short break. We'll give our guests a chance to wrap up and respond to those two questions that have come through. If you'd like to do a Master of Business Leadership or Administration but don't have the foundation, a postgraduate diploma in Business Administration from UNISA's Graduate School of Business Leadership is a must. Designed to bridge the gap between the qualifications you have and the skills you need, it prepares you for an MBL or MBA by increasing your business acumen and developing your management skills. For more info, call us at 011-652-0000 or visit sblunisa.ac.za. The UNISA Graduate School of Business Leadership, first in leadership education in Africa. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Skambuza writes in, he says, if the ANC is the government of the people, elected by the people, then we the people are saying no to this ETOL. Uh, this SMS comes in from one of them. ETOL is convenient way of stealing through private companies and avoid accountability. Ernest and Soweto, Duvenage and his latter-day militants will never succeed. The courts are not idiotic. And Opa in Sharpville, we are not going to pay this diabolic ETOL's fees by the ANC come 2014. Vote vultures out of the government. Mr. Rokotsa, a couple questions there for you, and then I'll go to Wayne Duvenage on, on this as well. But uh, foreign company benefiting from it, and, and how accurate are the systems? I think it's a, it's a very unfair argument that people are raising, because you will know that there are many infrastructure projects that we 
we we we we are involved with we are involved in as government and most of these infrastructure projects require technology that we do not have in our country. So how do then people now wake up all of a sudden and make this a problem? Because there are many of these projects that we have. Uh, we are currently in, we build stadiums. We continue to build other huge infrastructure projects in our country using foreign technology. So we are saying that as a nation, we cannot sit and stay where we are and not be able to progress simply because we don't have a particular piece of technology which we can easily import from another country to come and improve the living conditions of our people in South Africa. So that argument for me is a bit unfair because if ever indeed that's a principled argument that people want us to have as a nation, it means that we are going to regress, we are going to go backwards because most of the things that we are doing in order to advance and make sure that we can compete with the best in the world uh, is things that we do using uh, the very same foreign technology that people are talking about. The very same smartphone that I'm talking to you on is not manufactured in South Africa. It's foreign technology. So we, we begin. We, I think we need to begin to relocate our discussion on things that are more important and leave some of these trivial issues which are not necessarily assisting. There was a question that was raised uh, with, with regard to uh, a contradiction that a caller says I might mm. have, uh, have made. When we do our studies, at least we get an, uh, an indication that these people that we categorize as the poorest of the poor spend at least between 65 and 70 percent of their little income on transport. So, therefore, by alleviating or exempting them from having to pay for these uh, for, for for being in a public transport vehicle that travels on the road network in question, it means that we have gone a long way towards assisting that we do not add to that burden that they have already of spending their salaries uh, at 70 percent of their salaries on transport. The issue of um, uh, these companies that we are referring to, that transport goods and all of that and what have you, they do have these annual increases on an annual basis. Uh, we believe that they are not going to be, to be unfair and take advantage of this situation and now hike prices in the name of having to pay for the toll roads in question that we have. Because indeed, like I indicated earlier on, there will be other areas where they'll be able to recover these costs because instead of having a truck that travels between Bloemfontein and Musina, uh, spending uh, maybe 20 hours on the road, particularly when it has to pass uh, through Gauteng, it means that it will be spending less time, then it means that goods are able to uh, be delivered at their destination much earlier. So they have to be fair, they have to come to the party and realize that where they have been, make, been making service, they, savings, they should be able to caution uh, the, uh, the situation which will otherwise lead them to having to increase their costs so far as the issue of uh, the, the uh, the rate at which they, they charge for the transportation of goods is concerned. So yes, we very, hope that they will really... On, on uh, point, how, how accurate is the system? It's very accurate. It has the best technology. It's been live for the past uh, uh, two years. We've been testing it, and it has been giving us um, uh, 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 very accurate information so far as uh, uh, the number of vehicles that travel on the roads are concerned. It has a travel demand... A management survey system. It also has an incident management system where we are able to, for instance, pick up when there's an incident at battery interchange without having to wait for an hour, uh, having a huge uh, uh, traffic backup. We are then able to assign our vehicles that Sander has put on the on the toll road network, in, road network in question breakdowns to remove the vehicles that are involved in some of these incidents so that we do not have an unnecessary traffic jam. So. It's quite accurate. It will also assist in picking up uh, the cloning of vehicles. Uh, we have been able to pick up a number of vehicles that have basically are traveling on the same uh, uh, registration plate. So it will also assist in, 
in dealing with some of these uh, criminal situations where you have people cloning vehicles, one vehicle, uh, two vehicles traveling using one registration. So uh, there are a number of other benefits to the system beyond that. Just for the last few minutes of the show, we only have about four minutes left. I, I want to deal with whether there's yeah. going to be another court challenge, a concord challenge perhaps that's going to deal with this. The Freedom Front Plus saying they're going to approach the High Court on the legality of, of e-tolling. Uh, is, is e-tolling... Is is the court challenge, at least, on e-tolling dead in the water? Uh, Wayne Duvenager, I'm going to get to you on this issue, but I, I just want to involve our other two guests, give them a chance to, to respond on what we've been talking about so far. Uh, Professor Kharif Prinsloo, how would you like to, to enter on this? We, we, uh, why, why is it e-tag cheaper than, than if you pay afterwards? It also has to, with, to do with finance. Uh, the electronic system... Uh, pays the money quicker, so and you have less um, uh, human resources required to handle that system. If you go and if nobody buys e-tax, you still have to pay them the the toll. Uh, but the collection of that is going to be an immense task to 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 do. Hence, there is there would be some incentives. And it, from, from Sandrell's side, uh, uh, th- that's why you, you, you're going to pay less. The, the, I, I don't think the last had been said about the total tax system. This, the, we see this in isolation. We see the tolling as in isolation. But there's probably a bigger issue behind this, and that's the total tax system of South Africa as a whole. Ms. Runji, what would you say on that? Um, actually, I just wanted to enter on a different point here. We, we, we've heard the members of the public talking about scrapping of the, the ETOL system completely, but we haven't considered the implications, the serious implications of that. We, the country now has, uh, Sanwar has financial obligations that it needs to meet, and if the state has to take on the responsibility of praying for the Houting Sewer Improvement Project, uh, funds have to be diverted from other areas of the budget to meet that cost because those mm. costs are not budgeted for in the first place. Uh, so we, we really need to think very hard uh, about the implications of that. Hence, the members of the public, as we have already said, it, they're not obliged to buy e-tags. And if they want to avoid these costs, they have to do it within the law. And within the law would be to use alternative routes or make use of other 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 ways uh, rather than using these improved roads, which is going to be difficult for many members of the public to do. I, I want to ask my guests, who has a question to this, uh, answer to this? Diana asked me on Facebook, is there a law that states there must be an alternative route to a toll road? So it would be interesting if everyone left the highway and went through the suburbs, she says. There is no law like that. No. 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 So we do have alternative routes that move between uh, the cities that are affected. Egur Leni, the city of Swan in Johannesburg, and we are spending a lot of money in improving the R511 across uh, Monte Cassino 12 Deep Sud and Pretoria West. We also have the R55, which we are improving as well. The R101 in Midland uh, has been in existence for quite some time. So we believe that we have provided those alternative routes for those who otherwise would not be able to afford traveling on the toll road network in question. So we've taken all those things uh, into account. You asked the question wait, about wait. whether there's going to be another court challenge. Well, I'm going to ask that question to Wayne Duvenage. Gianni, if I can ask you to hold on. Wayne Duvenage, are you going to have another court challenge on this? Well, let me just say this quickly uh, first, that that we continue to conflate the issue um, that that the roads bring benefits. We know that. Nobody's uh, saying that that they don't bring benefits or that we don't want to pay for them. We do want to pay for them. Uh, Certainly, you'll hear in our press statement at 11 o'clock today that there is uh, uh, absolute 
challenges this to the constitutional court. And not only that, for for um, uh, issues to be raised in the courts by people who are arrested for not paying the ETOL bills. This matter is certainly not over because of this uh, SCA ruling and judgment. It's, go- it's going to go a long way. Arthur's case is just one issue. Society at large is, is absolutely against this, and those are the biggest issues. If Sanra wants to enforce or try to enforce an unjust mechanism into being, well, they're going to have to suffer the unintended consequences of that. But it's very ironic that the very same people who want to keep on going to court are the very same people who have no regard for the court of law whatsoever. Every time you go to the court of law and the court doesn't find in your favor, you come out and denounce the same court, but you still want to use the very same courts to uh, pursue this particular issue. Why is this court challenge going to be any different? for you to accept the outcome of SCA court ruling? Why do you denounce that every time you go to them and they don't find in your favor? Let's, let's give them a chance yeah. to answer, Tiani. Yeah, listen, uh, Tiani, you can hear the response that we'll give at 11 o'clock. Uh, the fact of the matter is that the courts have skirted around the real issue, the ille- illegality uh, of e-tiling through an, a failed abysmal uh, public engagement process through the fact that the minister did not consider the cost uh, of e-tolling when they made this decision. So that's fine if you want to shot over those processes and force an unjust system and process into being, you have to... to Tony, I wish we had you on the line earlier. We have to leave it there with you. Unfortunately, the the program has ended, gentlemen. I'm sorry, we have to leave it there with you. Tony, I wish we got you on the line earlier so you could have brought this to us. But thank you so much to my guest, Wayne Dubinage, Professor Kerry Prinsler, Nompumalelo Runji, and Tiani Rokosa for joining us on this topic. Is it time to get your e-tags, continue talking on Facebook and Twitter. One minute after nine, apologies to Vibakshini. Here's your news.